the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to the Christmas edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. It's Christmas Day. We're not live at Millburgers. We're recording this in advance, so we want to, even though it's a couple weeks till Christmas, we want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Uh, And uh, the nursery is obviously closed today, but open again tomorrow. And uh, uh, Trace mentioned that his uh, wife is one of those folks that takes down the Christmas tree pretty much on the 26th. (laughs) If, If you're one of those people, we've got a cool offer for you. Uh, that Millburgers is doing. If you bring that tree into Millburgers, uh, without your decorations, Millburgers will go ahead and give you a 20% off coupon to be used on almost everything at the nursery except for like sod and and labor. And there's a couple other things, but 99% of everything. I don't think they, it's uh, pesticides either, is it? Oh, maybe not. No. Yeah. It wasn't pesticides either? Okay. So there we go. But uh, you can get all the details at com. But Merry Christmas. But Merry Christmas, minute, guys. What? You didn't tell them the good part. Oh, what's the good you part? You can bring as many trees yes, you as, can. as you want to. In and get a gift certificate for, for each one. But you don't, you, you have to st- spend it as a 20% yeah. item on 20% item. But let's say you go to Millburgers every week. If you got five uh, 20% off things, yeah. you can use the 20% off. Milton was going to put them together. I didn't. If I get five yeah, I was thinking it's trees, that'd be a, a hundred, what if I got, I was thinking of you. I thought, what would Jerry do? <laughs> He'd bring in six and go, okay, not only do I get this off, but y'all owe me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What I like about it is, and I think a lot of our gardeners are like that, the uh, recycled trees are actually used as part yes. of the Millburgers operation. They're uh, um, they use this mulch and uh, soil uh, and soil material and uh, and they're potted plants in the trees and shrubs. So it's uh, a real recycling, not just a, yeah. a gesture. So if you've got a pickup truck and your neighbor has left their tree on, there you can get you it. Go. Yeah, so. Or you go from door to door and knock it. Just say, yeah. <laughs> Can I have your Christmas tree? Give me a Christmas tree. <laughs> when you take the ornaments off. Take the ornaments and the tinsel and the <laughs> the standoff. All right. I put it out front, my truck out front, and you can just throw it in the back. Just put a big sign. It says, <laughs> deposit Christmas trees here. Very good. I wonder if that will work. I don't know. I don't know if Tracy's going to go for that. Okay. Well, He said he was. Well, Al is back at the station, so if you want to call Al, if you're a fan of the show, you can call Al at 
308-8867. And you can wish him a very Merry Christmas. But we can't answer any questions today because we're not here. <laughs> so, okay. Well, where should we start? It's Christmas Day. Uh, well. Uh, yes, sir. We probably. Uh, I was going to tell you, we probably should talk about the cold weather. Okay, yeah. And we don't know. We're taping this before the real cold weather hit. But, yeah, it should have gotten down in the 20s. Yeah. So you've got, you've got uh, if you did a really good job of uh, <laughs> covering plants or moving them into shelter, um, then you may not have any issues other than to let them um, sit with the way they are mm-hmm. until the cool, the, that cold weather passes. Yeah. And then you um, do what's necessary to release You don't have to do them. like Milton's and kiss them goodbye? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he thinks he <laughs> heard that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, just remember to uh, pull the materials when 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 it's the timing is right. Pull the materials and uh, re-stack them, whatever you do, so that they're available. We've yeah. got a long winter ahead of us, and hopefully. Um, uh, and you, <laughs> you mean it's going to get colder? We're going to have some more cold weather. Yeah, this is a pre- <laughs> this pretty cold weather, and it's only uh, uh, December. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. It's almost hitting on when is the winter solstice? Yeah, it's almost 21st? hitting. Yeah, it's almost hitting exactly on the winter solstice. <laughs> so why did we get all in a t- tizzy about February la- in twenty twenty one? I don't know. I, that guess, was, I guess the temperatures were lo- uh, lower. But, oh, yeah. but that wasn't the real. The, the low, 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 low one was twenty twenty, right? That was the snow apocalypse and the. That was in twenty one. Tw- I'm it was sorry. 20. It was twenty twenty. That's what I meant to say. Oh, 2020? I think so. <laughs> it wasn't last year, was it? It wasn't last February. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Wait a minute. Last February. Yeah, it was <laughs> last February. It was one of them, but the February before. Was the really. Yeah. You're that's right. where I remember last Tuesday. That's where Jerry week. said to kiss their sagos goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the ones that, uh, is, I bet we're going to have some more sago damage. Yeah. Uh, after that uh, freeze that we had, because these were young sagos, the one and the ones that got damaged, relieved, mm-hmm. which was a relief. <laughs> uh, huh? Mm-hmm. Never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, that 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 does get old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. They could be uh, tender. The leaves could have been tender and could have been damaged. Unpredictable. It's, yeah. It's a lot of unpredictable uh, <laughs> situations. Not just those freezes we had in February, those pretty severe yeah. freezes, but this drought that we had this whole yeah. summer we made. We had? Yeah, well. We're having. Yes, <laughs> we're having. Um, it's just, it ain't over. It... Uh, Stresses the plants, oh, challenges yeah. them, and uh, the, the plants are, are not as capable of uh, withstanding normal or even abnormal uh, challenges from, uh, from the weather. Yeah. So that's, that's, why you're, that's why we keep talking about water those, water <laughs> those trees you got, even if they're just a couple of years in the ground. Yeah. Uh, they, need, uh, they need some special support with this kind of weather. Especially if... But, uh, before cold, extremely cold weather comes in, and I think we warned everybody last week. <laughs> water those plants. Water yeah. The, uh, the, uh, well, the, shru- the 
your shrubs and things like that, so they'll be ready to take the cut. A lot of gardeners wanted to identify what the specific problem was with their yeah. live oaks dropping leaves. Yeah. And, this. and uh, that's very hard to do when you've got conditions like oh, we're yeah. talking about there. Yeah. All of these things work together. Yeah, or or they may just been one of one of the mm-hmm. things there. So you have to just you have to just do the best you can to identify what the the problem is and then address it. We always know you can't go wrong with uh, keeping them well watered because yeah. that, that that makes them capable of dealing with a lot of the other issues. Yeah, are you still walk in the neighborhoods. Uh, well, well, they predicted cold night. They uh, scolding your neighbor about <laughs> neighbors about water. Mm, no, the mostly walking the neighborhood to a- answer questions about uh, <laughs> why is my live oak tree <laughs> dropping leaves and yeah. is it oak wilt or? <laughs> well, my my uh, Asian jasmine around the house that I used to always water, watch and uh, water when it wilted. Uh, I figured that's a good indication that the tree probably needs a little water, but uh, uh, it's it died. I mean, it died. Of really? course, the freeze, the freeze uh, caused it to die. So, uh, <laughs> and it it doesn't come back, except where I've watered. All right, we're listening to the Christmas version of our show there today. You go. Uh, we're recording this in advance. Just letting, I'm just stalling for time. So, uh, but uh, actually, that's not a bad topic unless we've covered it all. Uh, with cold weather, probably it's a lot of it's already. If the weather prediction was right, a lot of it's already hit. Uh, but this is the beginning of winter. Uh, <laughs> we talk about getting the the shade the shade cloths the the insulation type things. Yeah. Uh, what are some other things they should be doing? You talked about making sure the lawn and the and your trees were well watered, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the lawn the lawn is uh, yeah. I was going to oh. say is less of a, less of an issue, but okay. In a, in a normal year, it was probably just as much of an issue. But this, um, yeah, there's nothing worse than oh, gosh, it's uh, sad to think about it. It had <laughs> they have a, a hundred year old uh, live oak tree that is the center of your landscape mm-hmm. you know just the the most a lot of times the most treasured part of your landscape to have it uh decline and die mm. beca- because of uh water or or, or those uh, severe freezes yeah. but it, it, it's it, more it, likely that yeah. the two year tree is going to be yeah, yeah, the right. one it, uh, and if it's a 100 year old or if it's a really old oak tree that thing's got a massive root system. Probably, they say it's uh, twice as big as the top. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay. And, it, and so it's almost it's hard to water that thing. I, ha- I had one of the visit one of the people I was uh, chatting with. Um, yeah, I, I finally had he had an o- an older tree that was showing these yeah. symptoms and. And and of course, like all of us, he wanted the answer to bring it back to right. normal. I said, "Well, the problem is, <laughs> you know, a hundred-year-old tree or a seventy-year-old oh, tree yeah. like this, it's hard to predict. Even even when you give it 
That special watering <laughs> we're talking about, that, that, that root system that Jerry talked about yeah. out there, that's all huge. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very hard to, to, to satisfy it. You can try, but um, you just have to yeah. keep, uh, keep doing the best you can and, and hope we get a break in the <laughs> weather or hope, hope that that, that uh, massive root system. That, yeah, that oak, that oak tree d- uh, expresses itself like most of them do. They're, they're just capable of surviving through almost anything. Yeah. They uh, as big as those root systems are, a lot of people talk about uh, building something over the root system uh, of a of an oak tree. In other words, they want to be close to the hundred year old, and uh, a lot of times they can recover. But the older the tree is, the more sensitive it is mm. for some reason. <laughs> but uh, well, just uh, like us. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. It needs needs a covert shot. Yeah, oh, there's some, uh, yeah, some in the middle middle age live oaks that are, are pretty invincible. But uh, you know, when you see these uh, yeah. projects where they're building a lot of houses, mm-hmm. and, and you've got this oak tree standing up in the mm-hmm. in a wood frame with a um, you know eight foot and, <laughs> and uh, about a 20 by 20 and you and it's amazing that yeah. they survive but yeah. most of them do they do so we talked about well watering trees uh talked about covering stuff is there anything that um i'm talking and talking about covering it's hard to anticipate what people would ask questions about maybe what we should do is talk about things there's just no point in covering them mm-hmm. like bring them in or kiss them goodbye <laughs> there uh, you go how about bougainvilleas <laughs> well, you would. I've seen them die down to the ground and come back. Oh yeah, they'll do that every now and then. Yeah, well, we we mentioned uh, uh, last week uh, about the if you uh, left your whopper begonias out. Yeah, uh, they're they're although some of those have survived sur- yeah. survived the February. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, really? Freeze. Quite a few did. Okay. And then you did. You wouldn't know they did. They were all. <laughs> there was nothing there but roots. But then <laughs> later in the spring they came back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you still got begonias, <laughs> uh, they're so easy to root. All you, all you got to do is take uh, the living part and make about a, a four-inch cutting, four or five-inch cutting. And then stick it in the, in the ground. You, on a on a begonia, you don't even have to use rooting hormone. If you wanted to root pretty fast, you use a rooting hormone such as harmonidin or or what that other. But uh, I must root. <laughs> I don't think I don't know that. Oh, okay, but uh, anyway, they uh, you get a little oh, well, rooting power, harm, hormone uh, rooting powder. To make it root really fast. Well, we we can be pretty sure that the those uh, zinnias that are out there are oh, going to be yeah. Don- gone. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Milton's uh, Vinca. Vinca. Yeah. We'll have to protect Vinny. Maybe I yeah. can take Vinny. How big is my is Vinny's root system? Not it's big. in a container, right? Yeah. I just dig out around it about uh, 
12 inches. Okay, I could bring that inside. Yeah, just dig it. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to get Vinny through this tough time. And uh, then put it in a <laughs> Y'all think a, I'm nuts. In a put it in a, a container that's about that size that you dig out. Okay. You know, another thing that uh that a lot of people won't expect, we haven't emphasized this, but um our, our snapdragons, as much mm. as we like them and as much mm. as they uh, are noted for cold weather <laughs> tolerance, they quite often will, when they go through the freeze like this, will have a pause in bloom. Yeah. So <laughs> you might blooming. you might be going three to five <laughs> weeks without blooms, yeah. and then then that uh, late late winter bloom yeah. will start, and that'll be the. Uh, don't give up on them because they'll be yeah. spectacular. And that's uh, the same story for petunias. Yeah, yeah. All petunias, uh, even stocks. Even, even, yeah, stocks. Even uh, uh, Laura Bush petunias. Uh, they will once they get a hard freeze on them, they will quit blooming, and the pl but the plant won't die. They they continue to grow, and expand their root system. So when spring comes, those suckers knock your hat off. I mean, uh, uh, the botanical center used to do that all the time, uh, plant them in the fall, and, and but they kind of go dormant. So I don't, I don't know where you could you could put pansies with them, with you know something that continues to bloom, pansies, uh, violas. Uh, Milton and I were walking out of Millburgers the other day. Dianthus. And they, they had the prettiest uh, white yeah. violas I ever saw. Yeah, the white, I mean, and the white pansies knockouts. are good, too. They are really attractive. And so you could put, put plant those 12 inches apart in amongst those uh, things that quit blooming in the winter. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. We'll talk more about winter and stuff like that on our Christmas show. Wishing you a very Merry Christmas on uh, today from everyone at Millburgers. And uh, we'll be right back after this on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. It's our Christmas show. We're not live. This is recorded. So don't call in. Just I'm sit alive. By. Yes, you are. I think. You know you are. I'm, I'm checking. Uh, and apparently very bright. Oh, yeah. You yeah, have been recognized for his brightness. I like didn't, I didn't like the sun. I didn't bring and, my, oh, okay. my award over. So we were talking about winter prep, and I have a question on your begonias. So uh, we know either it's too late because if they've already frozen or maybe. Yeah, they're frozen. Okay. However. So I'll, maybe <laughs> I'll ask this tomorrow. But so However. you're saying to um, transplant them, not to, to root. Take the, cuttings. To yeah. take cuttings. So can I do those now before it freezes and then put them in the yeah keep them in the house and let them root in the house? Absolutely. Well, they'll even what I was talking about was not not as uh, active. 
I was talking about let let the uh, let them die back in the freeze, uh, and then you'll still. I estimate uh, that uh, my yard in the containers, I typically get about 50% of them that yeah. survive and come back. Oh, okay. And that's more. That's probably more for those, uh, the little ones that I like so much. Uh, begonias? Begonias, Little, little yeah. begonias? The, uh, Are there little baby begonias? <laughs> no, they're... Semiflorin. I mean, that, yeah, that's... Right. They're the cousins. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and uh, the, the, uh, I've... Uh, and my daughter lived at Stone Oak. Uh, I planted some begonias at their entrance in front of some uh, hedges. And those things lived for three or four years out there froze back every time and it looked like they were it froze back to the ground but uh, when the soil warmed up they came back again so they're they're tough plants they're drought tolerant and they're (laughs) they're also kind of cold tolerant now my I sent some up to uh, Ohio with my brother and he was going to take a picture of them uh, on his front porch uh, and send them, send those pictures to me of how, how they took the cold temperature and except snow. They fr- except they froze. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> he didn't he, take the picture fast enough. Yeah, he took them out on the front porch <laughs> and it, it was 20, below 20 degrees. To take the picture, and yeah. he took the picture, and it's in on plantanswers dot com. Oh, okay, but he he called me right after he did that. He said, "These plants don't look real good." <laughs> <laughs> after I took them out, I said, "Well, <laughs> did you feel real good out there on the porch uh, taking pictures of them? You should have gone out there naked, and you yeah, <laughs> you know, like just said it." <laughs> But anyway, uh, they're they're a plant that kind of will freeze back and uh, to the ground, but the root system stays alive, and uh, they come back pretty good in the spring. Some plants that freeze back and even have a, a root system that it, that uh, survives uh, will not be vigorous when it comes back in the spring. Uh, so you a lot of plants you you're better off to buy a new plants. Okay. Oh, I mean, I wonder you know they're they're cheap cheap as yeah. Uh, that's what Trace was trying to get across. To yeah, me. yeah. You can just you can go through all that work and save Vinny, or you can spend a dollar fifty four next year. year. Right. <laughs> but I owe Vinny this much. Now I know it. I know it. You but you're attached to it. Yeah. Um, have we covered all the things that you can think of in terms of cold weather prep and and things that you can kind of do to? Yeah, one one thing I I keep mentioning uh, uh, they have at Millburgers uh, that to use on their Christmas wreaths uh, a product called Cloud Cover, and it's a it's an anti uh, Transparent, 
uh, uh, it does cuts down on the plants transpiring. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right, Kevin? Yeah. Transpiration. Yeah, transpiration. Evaporation. And that actually gives them a little bit of cold hardiness. It also keeps them from drying out as fast. So uh, people in California have done a lot of research on this. On their vegetable crop, on their vegetable crops and strawberries, they spray them with that anti-transpirant before hard, uh, before anticipated cold weather, and uh, and then they probably probably put the the uh, webbing on top of them too, the cloth uh, cover on top of them too and that uh, increases their their cold resistance maybe two or three two or three degrees just by putting that after transfer well uh millburger has some of that very cheap uh because it it, they uh, trace told me that they're not selling that anymore oh I imagine they are in large quantities for California and Florida, but uh, uh, so that's a, a little. It's easy, easy to do, and but now again, we're saying <laughs> two or three degrees. Yeah, that's not a lot. So yeah, it's not a lot. It it uh, if you're having a hard frost. Uh, but if you get you you get down there in the twenties, <laughs> you can kiss a goodbye, man. Oh, see who said that now? Uh, <laughs> now we it wouldn't help with some, wind, would it? Uh, some <laughs> plants. Jerry mentioned that they're each plant plant is going to be a different. Now think like mist flower. Now that's died back from this cold weather. Okay. But the roots are hardy, so. It is as soon in the spring it'll be yeah growing back back up. You can leave it in your containers or you can transplant it. It has a tendency to spread a bit. Uh, now our porter well, weed that we kind of <laughs> treasure for the sake of Paul Paul Cox, but also for the fact yeah. that it's a a great nectar producing butterfly plant and that's attractive. But that's that's done for. That's that's one kiss of goodbye. The red won't come back. <laughs> no, you had to get you, you had to get it out you, even before that forty degree weather. Oh my goodness! I ha- all those I had spread all over the yard. I figured I'd have a few good uh, populations that would have enough mm-hmm. protection. Uh, the 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 one we liked the best, the red. The red uh, miniature. Pretty. Yeah, that that one really got wiped out. The the purple was. Has got uh, a few that are are holding out, but they need to be in uh, protection uh, <laughs> for the below forty degrees if they're going to uh, survive. But but is it a matter of survival, or they're a perennial? Won't they come back? In no, the, no, no, they don't. That's what he's saying. Oh, that's, what, a tro- that's what I thought. That's I heard. a tropical plant, well, oh. but uh, but it has that characteristic that Jerry talked about. Uh, relatively inexpensive, though, and they go into bloom quickly. 
So it's still uh, still a great plant to take advantage of and to have in your landscape. And the nurseries will have them pretty quick in the spring, we hope. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see what else on this. T- oh, greenhouses. Y'all, everybody talks about bringing things into the greenhouse, but you have a big greenhouse that you've used for stuff. You don't have, Calvin, I think you have a greenhouse at your house, right? Oh, yeah. Sherry, do you have a greenhouse at your house? No. Okay, I don't think you needed one, but do you? <laughs> but I see one. I see them on. I think Millburgers sells them. I've seen them online. They have them big. They have them small. As you know, which one does Millburgers sell? I thought they sold one. They used to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to double check. Uh, that's where I bought mine, but that was twenty years ago. Okay, and it's still lasting. Huh? Well, just barely. Oh dear. Uh. I mean, uh, I've seen them. Every time the wind blows, yeah. I get a little nervous about: is it all still there? Well, <laughs> I've I've seen them. You know, that are maybe five foot high and you know five foot across. They're not very big. Yeah. Um, do you recommend that people get a a greenhouse? Well. I'm not. I'm not sure. It depends on how much gardening you do. Yeah. I don't find them. Uh, a lot of gardeners will say, "Well, I'll, I'm going to get a greenhouse here in San Antonio so that I can grow things in the uh, in, in the, the summer and the winter." Yeah. In so the summer, you're not going to grow anything in the summer because yeah. it's, it's so hard to keep it cool enough in there. So you 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 may as well write off the summer. <laughs> so if you got if you can if you got a lot of plants like our uh, porter weed we talked about or, uh, or like when you, you try to rush the tomatoes mm-hmm. a little bit or pot tomatoes up, then it might be at least it's fun and uh, it's interesting to have access to a greenhouse where you've got some heat and but you also have to have the air. air yeah, cooling, fan. cooling you get, you capabilities. Got like have cooling fans in there. Even oh. in the winter time, you can go from having yeah. it so hot it fries things to a day later it freezes, freezes things. <laughs> yeah, so that's a problem in in, just, San, in Texas is not so much uh, heating the greenhouse but keeping it cool enough. I just remembered, and y'all can. Give me advice on this if you'd like. That we were supposed to, with the, this was on the web, so it's got to be true, right? Right, absolutely. That if you were going to get cuttings of Sinisa to grow yourself. Sinisa, okay. Yeah, I'm still on the Sinisa. You should take them in the fall or the winter. Okay. But how do you keep the little guys warm? Because I don't imagine a unrooted branch of a Sinisa <laughs> is going to be happy in no. twenty degree weather. Uh, did they say anything about uh, mist beds? No, I think I think they wanted you to put it in a in a plastic baggie. Oh, okay. Well, I lo- like I told you uh, uh, when we got to talking about this earlier. Uh, uh, rooting that white one. Yeah, I did, that's right. What's I did, happening with that? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know exactly when to take the best time to take cuttings of Sinisa. But uh, 
you you say it's in late fall or that's what they said this guy was it was a a youtube video and he said okay take the cutting in the fall or the winter okay and i think the idea is it's done with its growth Mm -hmm. so i guess things harden off oh yeah no i don't i don't know what the why okay is it better to do with hardened wood than with uh new new you got you got lots of options that's the good news with our oh, not, not I mean, not necessarily with Suniza, but all different kinds. Mm. Plant, every plant, some of them are almost impossible to vegetatively reproduce. Yeah, right. Some are roses that almost jump out and <laughs> put roots on, but sure they do for but, some people. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so okay, well, that's worth trying. All right, I'll try. So can still Maybe I'll keep it in the house during the real cold, 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 cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, if you can, I think you, if you keep it from freezing. A windowsill or a porch. Oh, that's an idea. Yeah. How much leaves do I take off? About, uh, it would make about a four to five inch cutting. Right. And uh, immediately... Dip the cut in into a harmonium or rutone. That's, That's the name it. of the other one. Rutone. Powder. And uh, then stick it in perlite. Or did he mention how, what to stick it in? He said sand. Yeah, no, sand stay too wet. Oh. I'd go with perlite. Okay. But uh, and then am I taking all the leaves off? Some of the leaves no. off? None of the leaves off? Well, just just the leaves at the bottom of the okay plant. Okay, I'll try again. We need to take a break though. We're up against a break. Be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, our Christmas edition. Merry Christmas from everybody on 9:30 a.m. back to the Christmas edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM Answer. Yeah, I got a question in the other day that's kind of interesting. Uh, says, well, he asked uh, Garrett Herbst, mm-hmm. uh, 78247, that's San Antonio. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, so, cutting of a mature plant Make fruit faster. Hmm. What kind of plant? We're cutting. Uh, it, he's talking about a ponderosa lemon tree. Oh. And he says, well, a cutting of a mature ponderosa lemon tree make fruit faster than starting By a seed? from a less mature or seed from one of its fruit. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> so that that is... Uh, answer is yes but uh, when I first read it I said uh, if he's taking a cutting off of a mature tree to make it fruit faster than the mature tree will uh, probably not because the mature tree has more wood on it and uh, it's going to have to take that plant take that cutting a while to get established yeah Think they're t- I think I think he's bus. talking about your new plants. Oh, okay. 
It says, uh, I know some, I know seeds sometimes can be unreliable, not of a ponderosa lemon or any lemon or any citrus. Uh, but I have a tree that was grown from the fruit of a terrific fruiting ponderosa and is about seven years old that struggles, I think, because it doesn't get enough sun or regular uh -huh. water. Uh, I started a cutting from this tree in June. It's doing well with more water and sun. Wondering if it was, well, I still have to wait years for it to make any fruit or if it is expedited because the branch was already seven years old. So um, that's tricky. Uh, <laughs> The uh, I don't think you'll have to wait as long as to have fruit uh, uh, as a as a from a seed as a plant from a tree. Sometimes seed. it's uh, you know when Steve Brown and his uh, yeah, yeah his oranges we you know we were predicting that it would take him like seven or eight years <laughs> five years he was getting yeah. Uh, wow. Don't mess with really Steve good, in his garden. Good that was amazing. I, I couldn't believe that. Uh, when when he, you said he planted it from a seed. I, I said, was blowing it off. I said, uh, no yeah. way you're going <laughs> to have that fruit. And then, and then he based his retirement. He yeah. said he was retiring well, as soon as he started getting his fruit. <laughs> but anyway, uh, different fruit, different to plants, like uh, lemon trees and uh, uh fruit faster you know they they the versus a pecan tree a pecan seedling or something like that which might take seven to ten years from seed uh, uh fruiting ponderosa five years four years from seed but uh this cutting has already got buds on it i would imagine fruit buds so it's very possible that that thing may bloom a year later huh. now I don't know if it he's going to have to take the fruit off yeah. which he probably yeah. won't do maybe he'll harvest one yeah. lemon or something well, ponderosa is that great big thing <laughs> it's not we fi find that mire uh, is better improved mire Oh, yeah. I like the taste better too. <laughs> that Meyer, Meyer's well, got But everybody taste. likes to have that big ponderosa. It looks like it's get big as a watermelon, a miniature, um, uh, miniature watermelon. But uh, if he's he's done it, he started cutting in June, and he's, he's doing he's ahead of the game. So uh, I think it's. It'll fruit faster than uh, than starting from a seed, and it'll be the same plant, obviously, from a cutting. But uh, any anyway, interesting people do. I thought where we get into trouble if it's it was given to him by a relative who has since passed. You know, so it's got sentimental value. Yeah. And uh, we get a lot of that with, uh, what is it? Uh, well, 
African violence that people are given in the hospital or at the funeral. Yeah. And so they want to save them alive, keep them alive. We had someone who uh, was advertising on the station, and they had a um, a plant. This is a brag on Millburgers. They had a plant that was at their mother's funeral, and they wanted there to keep go. it alive, and there they were dying. It was dying, so they brought it to Millburgers. They'd heard the show before, <laughs> and uh, they uh, got to Mary. Uh-oh. Uh, Mary was invested in keeping that plant alive. Yeah. She told them what to do, <laughs> all of it, and every time he came into Millburgers, how's that plant doing? How's the plant doing? And, yeah, he credits Mary with helping him keep it alive and keep it going. <laughs> so, We yeah. should have sent Mary off uh, to medical school for yeah, her maybe uh, Mary scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the plants, she could work on the people. People, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you're listening to the Christmas edition, Christmas Day edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Again, taking a second to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas on behalf of all of us and everyone at Millburgers. So, uh, but, but it's, we're recorded today. We're not live, so uh, we're. I'm alive. Not, we we are we are alive, but we're not at the nursery. Um, so uh, just if Barely. you want, if you want to call Al back at the station and wish him a Merry Christmas, you can at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Okay, sorry, gentlemen. What else do we want to discuss on this Christmas day? Is there any more Christmas themed stuff? Uh, no. Are there reindeer plants? Uh, is there a, a Santa Claus variety of something? Well, uh, we've got we've got uh, I think uh, most of the listeners that are listening to us now probably have at least one plant that they got a holiday plant that they got oh, as a yeah. gift mm-hmm. or they or they purchased because they look so beautiful at the at the drugstore or at their favorite nursery. Uh, so there'll be a lot of a lot of that. We and we've one of the things that I hope they're not doesn't happen too much but now when everybody gets back from their christmas vacation at the at the dentist shop and at the <laughs> uh, yeah. doctor's offices the those poor uh poinsettias that, <laughs> that were uh delivered as gift uh tuesday or wednesday will be d- yeah. dried out in tough <laughs> trouble so. i can't go in a doctor's office or a physician physician's office and those plants are wilted down, you know. I said, "Okay, <coughs> stop the stop the show." Uh-oh. <laughs> Have y'all not noticed this? <laughs> these these leaves falling off of this plant, and they're kind of droopy. Does that make you uh, feel a little bit uh, question the doctor? That uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's a uh, it's the uh, receptionist that usually oh, okay. takes care of it. So if you are droopy, the fact that the plant is droopy doesn't give you uh, – you don't lose uh, confidence that they can help you. There you go. Okay. But it is uh, poinsettia with the key, the key. One of the keys for it being successful is to get regular water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you know what we've talked about a lot in articles that are in Plant Answers uh, about the uh, – using ice cubes if you've got it mm-hmm. in a – place where it's inconvenient to take it and fill it like a doctor's office yeah yeah Yeah, that'd be perfect it'd be easy to do so you so you do it a couple times a week you put in some ice cubes enough to wet the soil and but not enough to run the water out on the on the furniture but then that means like on friday before you leave or 
uh, Monday when you come back first thing, you've got to put it in the sink and soak or put it into a saucepan of water and soak it. And, you yeah. know, that that plant can last five months. Uh, it's attractive. Oh, yeah. If you can, if you can water it, if you if you do that soaking before you leave on Friday. Oh, that's a good idea. And then back Monday when you come back, and you, you don't you don't pit the pot uh, uh, underwater. You just put it put about uh, two two or three inches of water in the sink or in a pan or whatever, and set the plant in there. And let it soak that water up from the base. What do they call that? Uh, uh, but uh, sub-irrigation, that's what mm. they call it. And uh, that way you won't hurt the tr- poinsettia. And it also soak it up better. If that peat is dried in that pot, it's very difficult to water because it won't take water. Uh if you get transplants too, that are in in those in that condition, probably the best way to water them, even, uh, even if you buy them at the nursery and you need to water them, you need to hydrate them. That too is better to put them in some standing water, and uh, you know one or two one or two inches deep, and let them. Sub irrigate, let it get soak that water up uh, from the base because once they dry out, it, most plants that are being sold at Millburgers are in uh, four and a half inch, which are which are uh, they hold more water than the peat pots used to, but uh, when they dry out, they got the same. Uh, dynamic as the peat pots do. They're very difficult to wet. So you you would just be better to sit them in, in some water and uh, go not, back. not deep, but just sort yeah. of take it up. To go, to go back to that uh, poinsettia a little bit, it's the, the fact that they'll live for, uh, you know, for five months if somebody is can... can uh, has a responsibility yeah. for giving them water like that, but what you what your staff might want to do is just say, "Well, well let's let's do it for a, a month or two months. Just give it conscientious, and then somebody can take it home if they want, and they can keep it." Like uh, mm-hmm. Yolanda, our home health aide that we we used to have, she was dedicated. She kept. Two, for two years, the poinsettias used to drive me crazy. <laughs> but that was, you know, that that was the first thing she did when she got there. Yeah, and they would get the, all the poinsettias in place. Could she get them to bloom <laughs> or they, to, to color? Huh? Could she get them to color again? Oh yeah. Oh good. Yeah. Well, good for her. Uh, these these modern uh, poinsettias are so much easier to to yeah. uh, to grow. So you can you make that decision. You can just keep them for two months, and then you can recycle them in a uh, compost pile or you can plant them outside or you can just keep them uh keeping them alive yeah but uh yeah they're they're a great plant uh, and great you know you can just put them out by in the garbage 
Yeah. And they take them out and plant them all around a landfill. It's beautiful out there. Is that right? Oh, uh, but the point is it's planted all the way around that landfill. I wonder if the landfill, if any actually <laughs> seeds do start coming up and are there are trees there. Then? There, I, I, I tell you what, used to have a lot of seed was uh, when they uh, yeah, used to use uh, uh, sludge, uh, sludge. Uh, yeah, the, what am the, I trying to think of? Uh, it's hard telling. Was this a sewer thing? Or yeah, a, yeah. Okay. The the uh, the biosolids or something yeah. like that. Okay. And uh, tomato seed. Oh, really? I mean, that thing. You you get some of those. Well, you even now, if you have, if you grow tomatoes and have a compost pile. Yeah. It uh, seems like every year fi- <laughs> they figure out how to to. Uh, <laughs> root or to yeah. see, seed themselves. Every, every, and everybody always thinks that the one that comes up in the compost pile is better. It grows faster. <laughs> is that right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It grows faster and <laughs> everything else because of compost pile, you're keeping it moist and uh, you're getting some uh, residual uh, fertility out of that that goes right to the tomato. And it, I don't know, but it may be like Milton and his Vinca. You you, you imagine part of oh, it being, yeah. being mm. superior to uh, everything <laughs> and, else. And we get called uh, people with pumpkins. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Pumpkins out there. That, is, that always amazes me when that. <laughs> you can't get a pumpkin to grow in a garden, but there's, a, yeah. there's one that's 15 <laughs> inches. Yeah, and just volunteer. Yeah. We'll take a quick break and be back in a moment with the Christmas edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. From now on, our troubles will be mine. Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. We're talking gardening today on Christmas. This is a recorded edition. The nursery's closed, and so uh, we just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. And uh, we've just covering different topics and having a lot of fun. So, there you go. what should we cover now? Well, are, are onions an appropriate Christmas uh, sure. plant? <laughs> yeah, because we uh, has got their uh, yeah. the, what eight eight varieties of onions. Yeah. Huh? They uh, they've order, ordered they've gotten one order. I don't know. I just think it's one order, and uh, they've been sold or either decayed or whatever. So, after Christmas, I imagine they'll be ordering another bunch of fresh onions. So you got got your most of them are mild, but there's a, yeah. a couple of them that have a little stronger taste. But there's the uh, red ones, yeah, red, the red onions, uh, Louisiana uh, Cajun uh, red. Yeah, uh, is it called Cajun red Cajun or red, red Creole? Red Creole. There you Creole, go. Yeah. Red Creole. And there's another red one. And then their yellow, of course, the 1015 is the famous yellow one. And the improved uh, 1015 yeah, is... Yeah, uh, which is... Uh, uh, 
<laughs> I can't. Uh, we'll think of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tonight there's uh, then there's uh, there's uh, granics and there's uh, white onions yeah. too. So you got you got lots of choices, and whatever your favorite is on uh, in recipes and and hamburgers, they're they're available. And then the neat thing is they're easy to grow. Oh yeah, you can stick them anywhere. Yeah. What do we what do we figure? We have about fifty. Fifty of the plants in the bundle. Well, yeah, uh, which is about, I, I about got t- some at two the, and a half rows. Yeah, I got some Eight at four. the end of uh, end of this last order, and they had uh, gone through and gotten the bad ones out and retied them. So it's about half of, uh, of the, the onions that were originally sent. So, but uh, there's still plenty to. Do what most people need to do. Yeah, I always like to plant them uh, about four inches apart. Yeah. But then you have to use the two in the <laughs> middle for mm-hmm. um, green onions. Right. Is that what we yeah. call them, green onions? Yeah. 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 Otherwise, they get so <laughs> close together because the 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 third one gets huge <laughs> by by yeah, about June first. If, if you give it. Uh, Oh, if you get the fertilizer. Yeah. yeah, and you get the fertilizer. Yeah. And I've been mentioning to people, of course, I'm a big Osmocote fan. I don't know if y'all pick up no, on that. No, this is a surprise. Yeah. Uh, but Osmocote is a super slow-release fertilizer. And it dawned on me this year, I said, Osmocote was supposed to last four to five months. And guess how long it takes to grow an onion? Mm. Four to five months. Yeah, so it's perfect for fertilizer. Okay. I don't. I've seen uh, studies that the use of osmocote under the onions will uh, uh, fertilize them all that they need uh, for an entire lifetime. So if you're not one that wants to can. Remember to fertilize onions every every uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Osmocote's the way to go. It's uh, and it produces big onions. Uh, and where you've got to have a, a good nitrogen source, a dependable uh, nitrogen source to grow those big onions. So that's one of the reasons uh, we recommend if you don't want to use osmocote. Uh, Recommend this uh, 1959. Yeah, so that's what fur. I use. It's if you, yeah, if you're uh, conscientious about it and get the uh, 1959 in the ground three weeks, four weeks ahead of yeah. the planting the onions, that's that's even better. Uh, and then, like Jerry said, uh, side dress. Yeah, yeah, side dress them. Uh, I just do it every four every, weeks. Or every four weeks. Yeah. Okay. Not very. You know. Not. It doesn't take a lot. <laughs> yeah. But they they get, the onions really respond to it mm-hmm. and uh, grow fast. And if uh, you really want to kick them off, you can uh, water them with a water soluble fertilizer like Miracle Grow. Yeah. Or Rapid Grow. No, we don't make Rapid Grow anymore. Has to grow. Wish it would grow. <laughs> And so I must grow. <laughs> I must grow. So you got you know. So you buy two bundles. That's a hundred plants, <laughs> which is uh, five together is five eight foot rolls. 
That's a lot of that's a lot of onions. Uh, I used to just because I'd like to to have all the varieties. I used to get some of each, but (laughs) then the the neighbors quit talking to me. You know, tomatoes are one thing, but onions. You you know, three or four onions per season are about the limit of what people Uh, people want. So many people are using them in. as green onions in salads and mm-hmm. things. I love onions, green yeah. onions oh, in salads. Those mild onions. And, of course, they even sell them in the grocery stores in bundles. Now, of course, th- this is a sensitive topic with Milton. Uh-oh. You know, he got us our, our Whataburger hum- uh, hamburgers. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he's been trying to figure out exactly yeah, what, what, the, uh, what the onion was uh, that they use in Whataburger. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about how to grow... Uh, the Dixondale onions uh, yeah. and everything, and Milton's quizzing the guys from <laughs> yeah, Dixondale. Bruce about oh, the yeah. <laughs> well, what, what, did they, well, what, what is Whataburger? Which yeah. onion do they wear? Shush, shush, Milton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Bruce answered it well. He said that they probably have a variety of different ones because they use them throughout the seasons. So. Yeah, there you go. You know what? Yeah. Uh, Which may have been just a way, a kind way to tell me to shush. Yeah. <laughs> no, he he tried. And uh, we talk about how easy onions are to grow. Oh, uh, yeah. You, um, you stick they, them anywhere. And then they, uh, they're always, they signal you when they're ready to be harvested. There you go. Flop over, and, yeah. uh, and then you pick them. <laughs> now, I, I just uh, store them on a, I used to just put them on a picnic table in the shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you have, when you have too many to put, <laughs> they, they fill up a whole room in the house. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't understand it. Uh, spouses sometimes don't want no, they to don't like surrender a whole room to the <laughs> to onions. Hmm. And they, they kind of, when they rot, when you get a uh, rot in ooh, there. No. Is that bad? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, that is bad. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing that smells worse than a rotted onion. Now, potatoes and tomatoes is. are close, <laughs> but not, not as good. As does a, a potato, too. Oh, I had the bright idea one time to grow potatoes in the fall so uh i, I was gonna have the grower that we still use 40 years ago uh i collected some bee size which about uh what people usually refer to as new potatoes so i got a bunch of bee size potatoes and my concept was uh, to put those in four and a half inch containers and have a nice young uh, pot- uh, potato plant for fall sales. Now, in my mind, that would work. <laughs> it should work, better. The problem is, <laughs> potatoes don't sprout at the same time. So you don't have a uniform flat of uh, potato plants. And uh, and the bad news is, a certain percentage of those potatoes rot, mm. and then you have to go in and individually pick oh. those out of there. So, which, which I was given that opportunity yeah. oh, to that do. Oh, that's nice of somebody. He, he's our chief potato smeller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, you could smell those things. They were they're bad, but uh, that yeah. that one of those. 
don't don't try it and don't mention that you tried it. No, oh, okay. Or, you know, uh, when we're talking about that four inch, <laughs> makes me makes me think of all those uh, blue bo- those blue bonnets at Milburgh's. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And uh, again, it's this is going to be a, I guess it's going to be a tough s- seed year for blue bonnets huh, oh, because yeah. of that drought. We're we're on the verge of of losing the red red maroon. Mm. Uh, uh, That's not good. No, not good. Uh, Doctor Stein uh, planted ours for this year. Uh, I guess it was September or something like that. Uh, he planted them <laughs> where we always plant them. Planted the Lady Bird Johnson Royal Blue and the uh, uh, the Red Maroon, but. Uh, no way to water them, and it hadn't rained. Oh, yeah. So I I doubt if any came up. Came up. If they did, and it still hadn't rained, they'll die. And is there a seed in? Yeah, the seed. He pl- he planted the last seed that he had ah. of a red maroon. So. So this here, ain't this farming ain't easy, man. No, it sure doesn't sound like it. That'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah, so who's the maroon? So one? here we got we got a s- small supply of transplants. Still, still some reds there. No, or are they gone? They they're gone, and yeah. uh, uh, the plants are looking good, and br- they have a long shelf life uh, in in those containers, and and they, he got a cr- a good price on those too for. What they've been through, you you told me that. Uh, I was trying to remember now. You thought there were. It was like five ninety nine for the super six or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like about a dollar. So each. this would this be an opportunity um, to to plant kind of a, in an area in your wildflower. Yeah. Planting, uh, you know, spread spread them out space, um, and then because we're lo- we're looking at trying to uh, trying to. Uh, Produce enough seed to, to, to extend the, the the produce enough seed to, that will have new plants. Yeah, <laughs> and so you have to probably have to do a little watering unless oh yeah the miracle would happen we'd start getting some rain. <laughs> uh, or you can do I, I think what I'm going to do is just plant them in the row with lots of space in between the plants yeah. in the uh, cut flower garden and just just so I can collect. Yeah, seed and the, that that that'll give you a lot of potentially give you a lot of <laughs> a, uh, yeah, seed you, for if, your if you planting. plant them in a garden area uh, that's probably had fertilized or been fertilized. Plus, you got irrigation. Yeah, yeah. Drip you, irrigation. you probably got a you probably got enough fertilizer to grow the blue bonnets good, and these blue bonnets are large. They're in large containers. And they've grown large, but now that it, the weather's getting cold, uh, they should settle down. In other words, you know, they've been fertilized and everything since they sprouted. What did we used to call that uh, status when they were they were oh, flat? Yeah. Rosette. Rosette, yeah. They, <laughs> they, uh, now just, it's hunkering down. Now it's hunker. The rosette is hunkering down. Okay. But... Uh, <laughs> These have got to get over being fertilized and watered mm. daily or at least hourly. But uh, 
I see. And this is getting late to plant them, but uh, with these larger plants, I think the, they'll be okay. All of the plants that are available are at Millburgers. Uh, all of the blue bonnet transplants, and they're all blue. Uh, I'm sorry to embarrass it to you have to deal with those blue blue bonnets. Blue, 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 as Elvis says, blue 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 bonnets. Your bias. Who says that? Elvis Presley. Blue bonnets. Oh, blue 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 blue. You know he goes. Blue 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 blue. I just I thought he was talking about some gardener or horticulture sign. I don't recognize that. Elvis the gardener. There you go. But anyway, you remember if you want to try that. They'll come. They come back true from seed. And uh, planting that blue, it's very possible that you could get a pink. Every now and then it'll throw a pink, and it'd be the prettiest pink you ever saw. Hmm. Uh, when John Thomas had them planted out there, uh, and I'm I'm gonna put the uh, I'm gonna put the uh, uh, c- uh, pictures. That I took uh, this first, well, one of the ones that this year bloomed, and uh, on the uh, plant answers on the front page, in a rotation, uh, rotating uh, fashion. So, uh, but if you want to try to plant them and see what happens, just plant them in a kind of side location, because. <laughs> and maybe you'd plant some uh, larkspur with them, and and then uh, then uh, they. Uh, no, am the, I doing this? No, I'll have. It's a little different than you describe it. I'll confer with my larkspur and uh. see if they'll let me plant <laughs> some blue bonnets with them. <laughs> well, they'll let you plant them, but then, then you're going to have to thin the blue. I just don't I just wonder what is going to happen to this the, 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 to the snapdragons that usually <laughs> I have to I kind of control the larkspurs yeah. for. Yeah. But the and the other thing you mentioned the other the other one that's coming up well the larkspurs are coming up um and our uh, blue curl that, yeah, uh, that, that right? plant uh, that we we use uh, for certified the certified butterfly mm-hmm. uh, garden and and in at Millburgers that that plant is coming up so that that's good news that's that provides uh, a lot of nectar along with the larkspur before um, yeah. the zinnias and before <laughs> the yeah I uh, never have grown that plant that's a strange plant uh, it, it has blue flowers doesn't it yeah it does. It's got, yeah, it's kind of kind of a, a curled, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and it grows either in sun or shade. I had it in the shade for years and years. I didn't even hardly notice it at all until <laughs> uh, until I got into the this butterfly yeah. thing, and then then I started occur- encouraging monarchs, huh? and I noticed that <laughs> this plant was attracting all kinds of monarchs. Oh. Yeah, that's a good plant. Uh, and there, there's one one major seed source that we oh, yeah. refer them to uh, out of Junction, Texas. I think. Yeah, what was mm. it? What's the? It's remember uh, what that uh, Texas Junction that uh, uh, something like that wild mm. seed. Yeah, uh, it'll come to me. Too. Native 
Hey, oh. Yeah. That's we'll come to you in a second. Native seed. Think about it during the break. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. You are listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcasting uh, from our studios today. Uh, but we'll be back in a moment on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to the Christmas edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. On behalf of everyone at the nursery, we want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Hope you're having a happy holidays uh, with us. Lots of great information. Mm-hmm. So uh, so where are we going now? Why, do you, why have you made us come in on Christmas Day, Milton? Because you're troopers. Uh, I, know that, you, <laughs> I cannot believe you took... Took me away from my television on you were watching, Christmas Day. Watching all those Hallmark Christmas movies. There you go. There you go. You know what? Uh, <laughs> now the blue bo- the blue bonnets are having <laughs> and are we are having a little trouble growing, and so are our trees. And oh yeah. But uh, the one thing that is uh, has has come back is our. Our winter weeds, <laughs> our sustainable uh, yeah. winter lawns. Winter, yeah, <laughs> sustainable winter my, lawns. My bluegrass is finally coming. Is it oh, coming back? Right? It's not spread out. Well, <laughs> you know, when we had rains, that whole lawn was bluegrass. Yeah, uh, well. but now it's just uh, in certain spots where the soil, I guess, is deeper. A rescue grass is pretty uniform. In fact, it's getting a little unruly. Uh, I should have. Yesterday would have been a perfect day to to, uh, mow it. (laughs) Uh, But I'll I'll have to do it uh, one of these days quick. When when it freezes, that'll kind of knock the top off. That's right. It is sensitive to freeze. Another thing that, uh, that I was happy about that the my experiment with the uh, uh, contact herbicide. Uh, yeah, it's worked worked really well. But uh, hmm. the snapdragons are have emerged, and the <laughs> rescue grass is all, is all flattened and uh, and <laughs> and dying. So that, yeah. that that is a good option. You and you, you, you had uh, great luck in this cool weather yeah. with. Uh, what was that uh, uh, broadleaf herbicide? Yeah, um, weed-free zone. Weed-free zone. There you go. Yeah. So if you're lucky, if you, uh, which I'm sure lots of you have, is uh, you, you've got uh, uh, lawns that were just little uh, look dirt, dirt, and nothing mm-hmm. growing there. Now suddenly are lush green. There you go. I hate to tell you this, but it's probably <laughs> not grass. It's probably not your lawn grass. No, it's it's probably, beautiful, though. Yeah, it's probably it's uh, either one of the broadleaf, yeah. horse herb. If if you're lucky, like Evelyn, and you have horse herb, or uh, yeah, my or, horse herb still. It's been too dry for a horse herb. Yeah, my mine is uh, starting to come. Oh, and the uh, henbit yeah. starting to come yeah. up, mm. and I even getting, thistle. Uh, it's that bed straw that's uh, you have. Is bed straw coming up? I don't up? know. I have to go look. No, yeah. it usually it comes should, up it uh, be. Spring. early spring. Yeah, 
Yeah, it should be. And uh, that's the time to hit it early. Okay. When, when you first see it, if you say, well, can't get much bigger than that. No, I can't. And before, <laughs> before long, you've got a, a large area of that horse herb. But the interesting thing about that is not horse herb. Bed straw. Bed straw. Bed straw. Uh, <laughs> it's all connected in one spot. Yeah, so, so it's easy to roll it up and uh, we uh, kind of get it together, and it a, sticks together. With a small backyard, we raked up almost an entire green bin <laughs> for all the bed straw, and it, and it packs in real well. Yeah, you too. can keep smushing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, what a wonderful ingredient for a compost pile. Uh, well, well, yeah. Bed straw because really? it's so, yeah, well, it's got a lot of nice moisture in there and it's oh. okay. green material. There's not there's nothing coarse <laughs> in it. When if you get it when it's young enough. There you go. Now the uh so graspy gone I used uh one of the the pre-mixed ones. Yeah, yeah. Now that would take I used up uh, almost a whole spray bottle of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try uh, Post or uh, one, of, one of the others, the two that is uh, yeah. Concentrate, and put it in my back, back sprayer so it goes uh, further. Huh? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit, for, quite a bit further. But uh, yeah, I was I'm real happy to see that. <laughs> Little. How long did it take to kill it? It, it takes a while, doesn't it? It was t- two weeks. Yeah. It is now, and it. But it is. It's not. It's not uh, like in the summertime when it's just kind of brown and lean. Mm-hmm. This is Gone. flattened. You know. It's, okay. Good. Yeah. So that 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 was fairly effective. What does? How long does it take the weed uh, free zone? Weed free zone. Overnight. That's it. Wow, yeah. it's fast. Is it? Uh, it's a broadleaf. Does it have to be out, uh, real tall or is no, it? No, no. It's uh, it it. Uh, neat thing about weed free zone is that, uh, like I said, it's a broadleaf plant. It kills broadleaf plants. So, uh, uh, like I said, it kills them pretty fast. But but uh, be aware now, if uh, if you're u- trying to use the grass be gone, don't you don't want to use that in your lawn. Yeah, you. I'm using that in my cut flower garden, <laughs> and in in the shrub border. Uh, Jerry's using the weed free uh, zone yeah. in the lawn where it won't right. won't hurt the lawn at all. Just get those. Broadleaf weeds, yeah. but I'm I'm trying to get, uh, encourage folks to, uh, as we get more sophisticated about these winter weeds, get uh, read the, read the label and make sure that it. Uh, <laughs> Jerry's making a, a face at me. Does mine have a label on? If you get, make sure you're getting the right, we don't need no stinking <laughs> label, Milton. The views well, of Jerry Parsons uh, are purely his own and do not represent those of Milburgers. We don't throw that. I, I don't always get KLUP. I don't always <laughs> think it's humorous when uh, somebody comes up and and says, "I don't know why 
Nothing, nothing kills these weeds, you know. Uh, <laughs> I use this fungicide, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I use this uh, uh, weed-free zone, uh, and yeah. these, this grass just isn't doesn't kill it. <laughs> and so, so, you know, they're, obviously they're just not even looking at the, no, the description label. of yeah, what it. Yeah, because some of them are so effective on these oh, winter yeah. weeds, these, these herbicides are much. So what do you say very, to those people? I, t- I tell them. Fool! Uh, no, <laughs> I remind them that, <laughs> maybe, yeah, next, uh, remind them that the, uh, you got to kind of match the target plants in, on the label or yeah, even, yeah. even the front uh, with the plants that you're, that you're trying to kill mm. or control. Calvin uh, is so naive, isn't he? <laughs> naive? Are you naive. thinking that he can get people? No. He's going to oh, add this to my, my list about uh, <laughs> t- telling somebody you can't no, get wa- okay. water a plant before <laughs> the freeze and have, have it survive. Or that you can cut off blooms from milkweed. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah speaking of... Uh, Plants, uh, this freeze is not that freeze is not going to hurt your uh, cat's claw, is it? Going up, going up your trees that I'm so I love so much. I hope it does. <laughs> it may. It actually it may. It, out of there, it had right? may because what you were describing um, for the uh, um, palm. Uh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> it's it's new it's new growth yeah and it's kind of open in the open there you uh, go and it, it had been it had been killed in those February or not killed but <laughs> killed back you know in those in those February freezes so I'm hoping it's going to be pretty susceptible to this cold weather is he naive yeah oh okay again. <laughs> Let's see. After that hard freeze that we had a couple of years ago, it killed a killed that cat claw out, didn't it? Well, it <laughs> killed it down to the ground. And how, now, how now far you is it up? Now to you should down. see it racing. A, it, it's uh, <laughs> competing with my uh, rescue grass. Oh, <laughs> it just go it just runs across the yard. Yard, you know it's. Oh, it's in the yard. Yeah, not in go. the trees. Take your pick, up the uh. fence, <laughs> over the trees, <laughs> and across the yard. Through like the woods, bloomed beautifully like it. Has it bloomed beautifully like it? Oh, no, it hasn't bloomed yet. It's just getting, it's just taken over. It has to reclaim its property (laughs) in the the neighborhood. That's a beautiful plant. I don't know why. Beautiful flowers. I I think Calvin, when I first saw that thing, I jumped out of the car, got my camera, started taking pictures. (laughs) Are there pictures on Plant Answers? I don't think I ever put those on plant ashes. Okay, I was going to look. But it's it's a, it's impressive. Uh, Paul Cox was the one that introduced it to me. I don't know no. if <laughs> I just didn't notice it or what, <laughs> or maybe it was blooming, and I said, "What is this?" <laughs> and he was kind of neutral on it, and I couldn't understand why he didn't have more enthusiasm. And the mailburgers don't sell them. They do not sell them. They don't sell them. 
Didn't they? I think Calvin can start propagating that. No. You could propagate that, Milton. You always want to propagate something. Don't yeah, you, you think he could root that? You'd probably have, should have everything. Yeah, Your vehicle it. packed. Uh. And <laughs> sell everything you can, and then you'll have to shove off a few, <laughs> few tones to the east or west. Let's see what, what Google says. Here is the second question on Uh-oh. the cat's claw search. Is cat's claw vine invasive? <laughs> Hell yeah. Native to West Indies, says? Mexico, Brazil, and parts of Argentina in bold letters. The cat's claw vine is considered an invasive plant in many parts of the world. Uh, <laughs> I bet it's the kutsu of the country. It didn't, Maybe it so. did, didn't say that the flower is beautiful, did it? No. Uh, <laughs> hey, they, it, it, they, there is that website. It's a bad rap. Oh, this must be, huh. This is according to uh, ncch.nih.gov. Uh, huh. Today, cat's claw is promoted as a dietary supplement there for a variety go. of health conditions, including viral infections, absolutely, such as herpes, human papillomavirus, and HIV, Alzheimer's, cancer, arthritis, diverticulitis, pectigalitis, gastritis. Woof. That's the same uh, same list I'm, as porterweed. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet that's why Calvin is looks Cal- so healthy. That's right. It's sneaking into his food. And he's yeah, sneaking into that eating. Who that. should not? Hey, use maybe my, that's why my hair yeah. continues have to grow. Tra- have yeah. you tried any of the salad, Calvin? Uh, I I have a suspicion, <laughs> a suspicion that when I sit on the swing out there, yeah, that it just somehow sneaks into my <laughs> body. Yeah, I don't know. All right, this is interesting. We'll have to do a. Uh, you don't you want one? No, no I've heard Calvin. It's kind well, of, it's, it sounds like bamboo. He's prejudiced. Sounds bamboo of the vine world. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish a, I could talk to Paul about it. There, there's a lot of a lot of vines that are pretty savage. <laughs> this, this is one of them. I bet, I bet Paul could find something good about it. Okay, let's see. <laughs> That's maybe, maybe Paul was targeted yeah. by the vine. Uh, might be next, you know. <laughs> all right. So I'm just looking at all kinds of things. But the fun part is that if you Google is just looking for cat's claw. So I'm getting. I said I was reading. Should the cat's claw be uh, trimmed? Should I trim <laughs> my cat's claw? And then I was reading this. Going, this is interesting. But I wasn't reading it carefully. The dew claw is on the inner side of the paw. <laughs> this plant has paws? It's and a cat. often grows. Yeah, it's actually a cat, yeah. It's, so it's important they are cut regularly. I have a feeling that that applies to both the cat's dew claw <laughs> and the cat's claw plant. You can't cut that cat's claw. You can't? Cat's claw vine. You can't cut that fast enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> I bet you can well, watch it that, grow. Uh, that yes. always kills me, too, on the. Uh, Cut finding a stump killer. I, I can ima- imagine if you could go. It'd probably take you two days to go a, a foot. Yeah. A, for, for all those stems that come <laughs> up. Uh, Have you ever fence. tried to spray it with uh, Remedy? Yes. Oh, it works we'll find very it. well. Okay. Oh, Got to take a break. Back in a moment on our Christmas edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas.
Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our Christmas edition. All right, so it's Cat's Paw, a Christmas uh, story. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it? Well, well that last now question. that we know how healthy it is. Oh, okay. Uh, Jerry asked about uh, remedy. Oh, yeah, that's right. The herbicide. Yeah. And it, yeah. it really does work well. Um, in fact, so I So the cut vine and stump killer would work. When, when the vine was at its thickest, mm-hmm. the fan, my fence was, you couldn't see through it or anything. Mm-hmm. So I took a chance and sprayed the, my side of the fence, and it uh, killed almost all of it. But it didn't, it wasn't able to penetrate very far. Oh, it wasn't trapped, yeah. trapped located. Yeah, so so that, 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 that was a successful <laughs> uh, attempt there, there you go. but that, that yeah that's that is a product that does does well in controlling it but of course just from your tone of your voice you re- you realize and everybody else has to realize <laughs> that remedy you got to be real careful because yeah. it's a kill trees it's the same yeah it's cut vine and stump killer basically yeah. same active ingredient and it'll penetrate uh uh stems not just leaves like yeah. roundup but stems so you don't have to cut it yeah. Like you do cut vines. So, and do you have any sort of evidence or maybe an experiment that someone did with Remedy that uh, had a uh, that, that negative experience? I deny any involvement. <laughs> I thought there was a story about Jerry. With no. That wasn't Remedy? No. That's, yeah. a, re- that's a legend. No that, no, that was a different. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that other than I received the, the photo <laughs> of the poor yard that was wiped yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, it really wasn't that bad. It was just, oh, good. It was just more than they expected. Oh, okay. It worked too well. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, uh, speaking of getting rid of something, I got a, had a question in about armadillos. Okay. Said armadillos are tearing up our yard. <laughs> Someone has suggested we must have grub worms. Hmm. How can we eliminate them? Well, the deal with having grub worms, you do have worms. That is what they're looking for, uh, underground, underground. That's why they're digging the holes. Uh, but uh, you, the grubs, all grubs are not bad. Oh. You know, we use you know, people and gar- the gardeners often find grubs in their garden when they're preparing them for the spring. And they they think that's terrible. It's it's, it's dangerous that they're going to eat all the vegetables. Well, <laughs> it's the young grubs that eat most of the vegetables, or eat the roots off. But anyway, getting back to the armadillo, <laughs> says armadillos are nocturnal at night. That's why you got to hunt them at two o'clock in the morning. That's when they're out wandering around, coming back from the bar. Yeah, and they can't. They can't see very well. They smell. They can smell real good. So you always want to go 
up to them. Take a shower before you go on. No, uh, uh, go down. Let's see, go downwind of them. Okay. So that uh, they won't spay you. And when they, <laughs> if you're capturing them, they are shooting them or whatever. You want to do that before they stand up, or lift their head up. Hmm. When they lift their head up, do what you're gonna do because they're getting ready to run like a greyhound. How, how fast are they? That fast? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Uh, but have, anyway, it says armadillo races. <laughs> you can, yeah, they do. I think they do have one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can see their snout marks. Mm-hmm. Remember when yeah. we had the identification of sm- snout marks, uh, uh, where people had watered. That's exactly where <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's where I used. They my don't hand. like to st- stick their snouts in a. Hard old clay soil. Yeah, that's exactly where we had watered. Yeah. And uh, I bet they like the uh, wraparound sprinkler. Yeah, the uh, the tree hugger. Tree hugger, yeah. It's a dillo hugger. So if you've got armadillos, you need to get them a tree hugger. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you can see the snout marks on the top of the, top of the ground. And you should be able to find their tunnels back under shrubs, perhaps under your foundation. Uh, well, I live next to a, a, a green zone, and they come in, in and out of that green zone, or if you're living next to a pasture or something. So uh, they're, they're uh, sometimes their, their tunnels are, are not easy to find. Mm. Uh, if people do find the tunnels and uh, put a water hose in there, and flood them, try to flood them out. That's not that, that doesn't work. Armadillos can walk underwater. Oh wow! They're like a submarine. Okay, so teaching them to swim is not a, a effective. No, no. Okay. Uh, in fact, the word is, or uh, the story is, you know, armadillos used to be plentiful, or still are plentiful in the West, out here. Uh, but they never had never had seen them in Tennessee, and they the old timers say they walked under the Mississippi River. Hmm. They didn't even take the bridge, Milton. No, that's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, came into Tennessee. Now they're there in pl- they're plentiful now because uh, they have a lot of families. <laughs> uh, oh. I think they have nine identical twins. Armadillos, each litter. You or never call a litter. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, you know, you ever seen a white armadillo or a no pink they, armadillo or that'd be cute. And it, they all look the same, don't they? Yeah, especially when they're run over by a car. But uh, anyway, oh, it's just sad. <laughs> said uh, to trap them, you could you use a have a heart humane trap set uh, to cap- try to capture them. Uh, but like I said, if you go out there at 2 o'clock in the morning, turn on the light. Who's up at 2 o'clock in the morning? Me. Okay. Set an you, alarm. You can hire Jerry to <laughs> set, set an <laughs> alarm. And uh, go, just turn the light on. They won't run away. They're not like a deer or something. Oh, okay. Because they can't see real well. So you flip your light on. Look out there, see the armadillo, 
go to go up down go downwind of him and uh, find out where they're coming into your yard or, or landscape because they'll run out just identically the way they came in. So uh, you get a garbage can and get in the path of where they're coming and maybe have somebody scare them, mm-hmm. they'll run right into the garbage can. Okay. And it, it, it doesn't uh, hurt the meat that way. An armadillo tastes like chicken? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it, it's 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 sometimes referred to as possum on the half shell. Are you supposed to eat armadillo? Oh, I thought yeah. they carried disease. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to look uh, up. How many people have you seen? Well, it's cancer. Uh, not cancer. Yeah. Le- leprosy. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how many people have you seen with leprosy and Texas. I don't know. Maybe none, none of them are alive. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. No, they they put a lot of armadillo meat in uh, stew. You know, when they're making their stews for the contest, that's a major ingredient is uh, armadillo mm. meat because mm. it's a beautiful white meat. According to science.org, comma, yes, you can get leprosy from an armadillo. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I bet those people have never eaten an armadillo. I don't know. Get the well, name. Of, get the name of the person that wrote that. We're going to call okay. It. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, they're they're easy to dress out. Like you said. Oh, you dress them up? Yeah, it's armor. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, a possum on a half shell. Okay. And so it's beautiful white meat, and uh, that that tastes like chicken. Yeah. Okay, everything does. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, uh, you could, uh, uh, Greg Grant and all, uh, all his family kill hundreds of armadillos with our Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. That Jack Russell Terrier bark in the house, an armadillo out there. Oh. And so they turn that Jack Russell Terrier out, and they can get them, they can get armadillos before they go in the co- hole. Or after they go in the hole, oh. the dog will go in the hole after, and uh, they, you catch the armadillo and you just pull it out by the tail. Now they're hard to pull out. An armadillo once he gets in the hole, he's not easy to pull out of there. And what you have to do is make him let go. He's holding on with his front feet, and uh, what you do is get a match, a large match. Ah, this sounds horrible. And, and and light it, you know, strike it, and stick it up his what rear end. And when he when he lets go and starts fanning it, yeah, you can pull him out. I don't know. Little known. Is it time for a break? Uh, yeah, I wish it was. <laughs> uh, little known, nor wanted to know facts about it. Well, armadillo. if you ever have to try to get an armadillo out of a hole, yeah, okay. you heard it here. Okay, I'm just going to get the Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> that sounds less cruel somehow than the match. Oh, man, it's it's anything but less cruel. They're pretty... Uh, they tear them to pieces. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> let's, let's get off the armadillo talk. Oh, okay. All right, we got about... Five minutes left. What do we want to do before? What do we want to say before we wrap it up for Christmas? Five uh, minutes. Yeah. Well, oh, Calvin, you want to talk about your Oakwell thing? Do you have your information oh, on you? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> what Milton's talking about is the the big Oakwell program that's sponsored by every uh, government agent, nonprofit that has a, 
uh, arborists mm-hmm. on their staff, including uh, AgriLife Extension. David Rodriguez is uh, the coordinator of the, of the event. It's on the 19th from 8 o'clock to 4.30 p.m. at the Botanical Gardens in San Antonio. Uh, it's a $65 fee, but it's well worth it, uh, uh, You know, uh, including Dr. Apple, who has done uh, most think, of the rece- yeah, yeah. Re- research think, on oak wilt. I think he changed the, actually changed the name. They used to call it uh, Oak Tree Decline. That's oh, the, uh, yeah, back, really back that? in the old days. Yeah. And they and, changed it to Oak Will now. Yeah. They, they identified the pathogen or whatever. And, and uh, Molly, Keck. Molly Keck, yeah. Molly Keck is uh, on the agenda. Plus, there's, uh, you know, the foresters from Texas Forest Service and from the yeah. city of San Antonio. They're they're all on the agenda. The, pro- the program is going to emphasize Oak Wilt, but it also is going to talk about. Uh, the well-being of your trees and how to uh, yeah. ensure the well-being. And, you know, just like Jerry and I have been emphasizing this watering, that'll be one of the, the topics they'll bring up. And uh, fertilization and our, our limited soil reservoir and mm-hmm. uh, th- uh, the kind of the tree varieties that you should use if you uh, want to mm-hmm. be successful with your trees in your landscape. This sounds really interesting. Program. Yeah. Oak wilt, drought, freeze, damage, and other stressors of trees in Bear County. Common pests, that's what Molly's going to teach, of trees in the landscape, keeping trees healthy. Uh, tree diversity as related to replacement and planning. There you go. Mike Linsky. Oh, he's our city forester. Yeah, so more information, go to the uh, Agri- AgriLife Extension um, website I, or the Texas Forest Service website. Yeah, and actually you can go, this may be easy to remember too, is texasoakwilt.org. <laughs> and that's where I'm at right now, and it'll lead you to the event web page, and it'll there give you, you all the time. Looks like it starts in the morning. Uh, well, it starts at eight, 8 o'clock. Yeah, it starts at eight and goes to four thirty. Okay, and uh, the agenda is on. Uh, where did I find that? Yeah, you'll find it at the uh, um, at oakwilt.org too. Yeah, any any of those uh, sponsoring agencies, they'll have. And I'll bet you agenda. get uh, every publication. That they have, they have some beautiful oh, yeah. color okay. publications. Okay, yeah, they've, they've got some good ones too. Yeah, because that's that's a major concern for people who have uh, oak trees. Yeah, and yeah. especially with people who are moving into new homes from oh, other parts yeah. of the world, yeah. Yeah. may not be as sensitive as those who've lived with it. If you're, yeah, if you're new to our area, uh, this is the it's, the disease is not just isolated for the yard that has the infected oak tree if there's an infected oak tree in one of your neighbors yeah it's a real threat to you because it's it's already in the root systems let's say goodbye for today everybody wish everybody a merry christmas happy new year okay we'll see you in the you want me to sing some carols sure go ahead okay (laughs) on that note we'll say goodbye and uh, wish you a merry christmas from everybody at millburgers uh until next week this is milton glick on 9 30 a.m the answer
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.